What happens when you bring together two unconventional and experienced entrepreneurs that own competing agencies? They decide to challenge convention with creative collaboration. Join Veronica and Jillian to discover how two business owners that target the same audience created a podcast together. In each episode, they explore new ideas on how to collaborate, offer practical and actionable advice on expanding business, and have a transparent conversation about entrepreneurship. This is Creative Collaboration, Conversations with Veronica and Jillian. Hello, and welcome to episode number 18 of Creative Collaboration, Conversations with Veronica and Jillian. And I am Jillian. And I'm Veronica. Hello. And can you believe it's episode 18? 18. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. I know. Time flies. It's a big deal. It's, uh, we're approaching, you know, the big two zero. Mm -hmm. Woohoo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, um, so what's today's topic? What are we going to chat about? I was about to launch the same question, but uh, you just put it back, <laughs> <laughs> back onto my card. Yeah. So, um, a very important <clears throat> apologies, a very important topic, especially for um, small entrepreneurs, but big ones as well. So mm -hmm. today we are talking about working on your business instead of in your business. Mm -hmm. Very important and. I have to admit, I was guilty, especially with my first business and also with the second one, but in the first year or two, not really recognizing the difference. Mm. Because when you are working, actually, when you have your own business, you don't realize what is in and on. And there are so many small things that require your, your attention that it's overwhelming. Yes. So uh, what's our attempt? today with this episode will be to just clarify the difference and provide some tips on how to how to do that and why yep. actually I think mm -hmm. this is the most important why is that beneficial mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. must be a priority not the not the second thought or a, yeah we'll do it whenever yeah but um what's your intake into are you working so on your business or in your business um on at the moment um but i i just to quickly tie back to our previous episode i think it, you know kind of set the table for this conversation because it's a very typical process for businesses to kind of ride the wave of you know new business acquisition um yeah. and then just work on that and then when it it's like i don't want to say you run it into the ground but when it's when the engagement <laughs> is is complete to then feel like, oh no, and then start the whole process all over again. Yeah. Um, so it creates and always this erratic from scratch. Yes. Not not yeah. continuously building over. and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this. It creates this erratic like feast or famine situation. So you hear from a lot of business owners. It's like one of the one of the primary reasons, you know, business owners will leave their business and go back to a, a, you know a traditional employment is for the mm -hmm. consistency sake. And so yeah. that is something that um, there's a lot of obviously validity to that, but it is also something that we can um, be a little bit more diligent about to, to proactively create in our businesses, right? Or at least um, increase the likelihood of it, put ourselves in a position to have consistent income, 
Um, and so it's doing the opposite of that feast or famine thing. Um, yeah. And that's where that delineation is of working in the businesses. You're servicing clients, you're you know working on the deliverables, but it's a really important step to also make sure routinely every single week or it's, it's scheduled in to stay, take a step back from that, the work that we're doing, the client service work or customer service, whatever it is, creating our product or thing, taking a step back and looking at our overall business, the objectives, where we're at, kind of look under the hood a little bit to see, do we have a pipeline of opportunities? Are we delivering well, et cetera, et cetera. You know, check our numbers. Um, it's a really important piece to do that. And I think this is one of the most um shied away from pieces or um, just flat out ignored for a lot because, and I have seen this in my, you know, almost 20 years working with businesses. It's a very typical thing for business owners. Often a business owner is great at their craft, mm -hmm. starts to do their thing and is successful. And in order to manage that success, starts to hire some other people. And next thing you know, you have a team of three or five or 12 and now you're trying to do your thing still, but now you've got all these people to manage and it and for you know a number of people, they really actually love their craft, not as much about running the business. So that's another Correct. important piece in here, which is not necessarily the topic for today, but it's highly relevant. So maybe we'll just table that for a future chat or episode. Um, but in any case, topic. yeah, I think um, it is so critical to be able to, like you said, Veronica to delineate the difference between what activities are working in the business and what activities are working on the business. And to make sure that the working on the business finds its way into our calendar routinely. And I think it's very important to do that also to have a check-in with you. Um, I think we, I, I'm, I'm counting on you to give me the number of the episode. I'm the worst at this. When we discussed about <laughs> Um, falling in and out of love with your business number 16 num thank you so much because that's mm -hmm. very important when you do this working on your business you you see what is working what is not working what do you need to change what do you need to adapt because mm -hmm. as you said a lot of entrepreneurs started uh, their own uh, uh, journey entrepreneurial journey because they love the craft Yep. But being a business owner or entrepreneur, I don't even know which words apply, a founder, business owner, yep. entrepreneur, actually it implies so much more than just doing what you're good at. And yeah. you need so many heads to be switched um, during one day. Um, yeah. It can be overwhelming. And I'm always saying entrepreneurship is not, it's not a job. It's actually a lifestyle because yeah. you can't switch it at the end of the day. It's cons consistent. It's always happening. And you can actually have, go to the grocery store and meet someone. Actually, I met clients while walking my, my dog. And you're yeah, talking yeah. about dogs or whatever. And then you start having a conversation about business. It's like, well, they, they brought it up. Look at they brought it up, not me. It's like, yeah. It's not yeah. that you're, you're actually selling. It's purely because it's part of yeah. who you are. It's part of your identity. And mm -hmm. it's it's... It just comes out in different situation when, of course, you're not going to go <laughs> and start talking about your business with someone that is not interested. So don't, don't push it to people. But if mm -hmm. it comes, it will it will be there. Um, so that means you also need to, to spend that time and see, are you still happy or do you need to change something? And we are always growing. 
So mm. you do need to to adapt what is happening, and you do need to adapt what is happening in your environment. That uh, from political, economical point of view, social point of view, is your service still relevant? Mm-hmm. That, did your your audience change? Um, can they still afford your service? Or maybe you are you don't want to work with that audience. Maybe you want to change things. So all of those come into place when you're working on your business. So mm-hmm. you do need to take a step back and basically look at your strategy. And you do need to, in my perspective, you do need to do this at least once a year when you do mm-hmm. your planning or strategy or setting up goals, resolution, or however you want to call them. Um, and that's a great moment to to take that, that uh, step back and mm-hmm. uh, have that helicopter yeah. view. Yeah, I think so for sure. I would just... Um... What I typically do with clients is a quarterly business review. Um, So we will generally have like the overall objectives for the year, but then touching base on it um, quarterly to be Mm -hmm. able to figure out, are we off track? Are we not? Um, Also to see sometimes, you know, your plans for the year change because of some new technology that comes out or something happens in COVID or whatever things, life happens, right? And it can, everything can change on a dime. So if we're wait too long, we've kind of missed the opportunity. And also, I agree. Uh, again, if we have the infrastructure set up and the mechanisms uh, to collect some data about what we're doing in terms of how we're spending our time, where are the prospects coming from? You know, what what's going on with our team or our staff, their productivity levels, like some of these high level pieces. If, if you're not capturing that, it's going to be hard to figure out and put your finger on what's working, what's not, et cetera. Uh, what other resources do you have? How can you reallocate them? Um, so I think doing that quarterly is a, is a really important thing to be able to, yeah, assess where we at. Also, sometimes new opportunities can emerge that you weren't expecting. There, you might get invited to speak somewhere or you might, you know, have a neighbor move in and now have this great new opportunity. You're like, who knows? Your city might be looking for people to facilitate something. I mean, all these things can happen. Business happens in real time. Um, so yeah. to make sure you're positioned to be able to, you know, I had a, a client, um, we had there, we worked with for a number of years, like six, seven years, actually. Um, and so we were working on their, their annual kind of strategy planning. Um, and then midway through the year, almost midway through the year, uh, an acquisition opportunity emerged. Um, so, you know, when that happens, suddenly, like, that's a big one. We can't wait till the end of the year to figure that out. So we have to quickly look at, you know, capacity management, et cetera, et cetera, and how we're going to blend the two and all the things that happen with an acquisition. Um, so anyways, it's, I think it's, at a, I would say a bare bones minimum. Like if you're not doing it at all, at least do it once a year. And in, in probably today is a good day to do it. <laughs> when's, the, when's the right time? Now. Because now, exactly. By, by the time, yeah, by the time this episode drops, it'll be almost the, the it's the end of the year. So this is a perfect time exactly. um, to spend the end of the year, the very early part of uh, 2024, um, putting together your, your plan. And the plan should include what are, you know, three to five things that you can measure. Um, it's not just, I want to help more people or I want to, you know, like I want to have you know impact it's like great how are you going to determine if you've met your objective thank Um, you so so, much I yeah thank you for bringing this up because always when you meet someone they will say I want more clients that's the yeah I haven't met a client or prospect or a person no saying that 
but how do you how how do you measure that? How many clients? Mm. What's your capacity? Mm. What are the processes that you have in place? Are you able to provide the same level of quality to all of them? How many mm -hmm. hours do you need to spend for each client? So, what's your availability? Mm -hmm. What are your resources? And if yeah. you don't know, if you don't work on your business and creating the right processes, you are not able to do that. And I That's do agree right. with you. It's you do need more check-in moments. So if an opportunity comes, then you need to stop and look on your business, start working yeah. on your business. Um, yeah. But at least once a year, you need to, to get, um, I think there are a lot of people call them retreats or yeah. team buildings or whatever. I, I You name it how you want. The core yeah. of it is you do need to analyze what is happening, look at the numbers and see what, what do you want. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and it's also part of it is looking at, yeah, what does your pipeline look like? What opportunities mm -hmm. are in there? And beginning to learn your sales cycle. It's like for a lot of business exactly. owners, you know, they feel like, oh, I don't like that, but it's important. And it's everybody Stop is, being afraid. <laughs> no, I know. But like everybody's unique because their business situation is very, it's like, I, I know we all are unique, right? However, it's also true for us to begin to learn um, you know, what is the, the average sales cycle? Like if somebody first finds out about you or your product or your service, whatever your thing is, when do they become a, a paying client? Is that a one week thing? Is it a one day, one hour, or is it a year long? Like, what is it? So you have some sort of an idea. And also it's like for every 10 kind of sales conversations you're having, how many of them are converting and becoming a new customer or client? Like these are some pretty, it's like, a, a, it's really all comes down to math at the end of the day. Yes. Hence my, my board here. Yeah. It's largely math. So you want to be able to know those things that puts you in a position to be more proactive with your business. So then mm -hmm. when you're doing your, your QBR, you can look at, okay, so do we have anything in the pipeline department? If you, mm -hmm. if you know that you need, you know, 15 conversations to get one new piece of business and you look in your pipeline and you only have six then you have a situation. So you should make and you sure know where you should always... put the resources. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's really important to, to look at those pieces. Or, or I'm so happy I you're mean... bringing this up because I'm only yeah. saying it. And it's so simple. It's reverse engineering. Just it is reverse engineering. It is. And I like I love this part, if you can't tell. Um, what was <laughs> I going to say? Uh, yeah, so I love this part. I forget what I was going to say. Anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I got, think, I got uh, excited about the topic and I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's all right. It was probably super important what I was going to say. Um, uh, so, okay, so what do we have here? Um, yeah, so doing your QBR, uh, that's an important one. Uh, so that's an example of working on your business. Um, and you also had kind of talked about the previous episode about falling in and out of love with your business. So it's another part of it is to look at, you know, how are you spending your time? What are the things that, need to get done that maybe you're dragging your feet on or you don't really love to do and how can you either delegate those things or outsource those things so that's an important part of like staying on top of your your time but also your energy and the things that are giving you energy versus sucking the life out of you like the things that suck the life out of us let's try to do less of those things whenever possible And I think it's also a good moment to stay, uh, you, you mentioned opportunities, maybe also look mm. to what, instead of looking at opportunities coming to you, looking at what is happening and do I want to make those my opportunities for myself or yeah. and my business or not. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And 
this why um, one of the steps, the step three from my methodology is actually setting up goals because mm. we tend to go for any new technology or shiny object or opportunities thrown our way or requests mm -hmm. without really aligning them with our mission and values and do they make sense for what we need but if you have these goals uh, and you stop as you say quarterly uh, and and you look at them then you know um, or even not even quarterly that can be even on weekly basis uh, it's easier for you to determine yes I do want to take this on uh, or mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. I need to, mm -hmm. to not to do that but if you mm -hmm. don't have, as you said, the clarity in terms of numbers, resources, um, you don't know what to mm -hmm. do. Absolutely. Like sales, yeah. The pipeline, right? Do I need to speak mm -hmm. more? Do I need to write more? Do I need to go and network and meet people? And we spoke, mm -hmm. I think it was last episode, 17, about business development, right? Do I need yes. to go and shake <laughs> hands or not? Yes. So it's, it's all connected. That you, you can't really take out an element. Mm. It's like an organism. Think about mm. like our body, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, probably you can function but not you do need help like let's say you are missing a hand you, you could still do a lot of things but you do need mm -hmm. help so mm -hmm. the same you don't want to to do sales because you hate them then you do need to bring an external party to do that or you mm -hmm. don't want to do a specific uh, activity delegate exactly like you said mm -hmm. but until mm -hmm. you don't identify what is missing you can't do that mm -hmm. absolutely and I, I mean to me I go back to it it feels like I mean, there's not really, you know, there's lots of frameworks we can use to scale our companies or to grow and all of these things, depending on what that means to you. Um, but I think, you know, just a starting point is whenever possible to put ourselves in a position to make the best decisions we can for ourselves and for our business. And one way we can do that is by leveraging data. Um, and so looking at things like if we go take the time to go through and identify, you know, what are the what are the things that we can assign a numerical value to in our business? Um, because those are easier to compute. Right. Um, so we can identify those things. So, um, you know, and so I would say an example, like for my own for myself, just trying to keep it simple. Um, so there are some things I have in which a price tag is. Um, like 250, right? Euros, dollars, whatever currency we're going to say. So 250. So that's fine. So if I'm going to look at those, how many of those I have to also look at? Um, so what is my actual profit margin on that? How many, how much time goes into that? Uh, does that set the table for future sales? Is there any kind of long-term value or, you know, long tail? Is it scalable? Is it scalable? Does it give me energy? Do I really enjoy it? Do I not? Like there's a bunch more to unpack with that as opposed to client engagements, which are often, you know, five or 10,000 a month, right? So that one might feel like, oh yeah, I can do that. But then I also have to know, all right, so how many hours is that going to take me? How much mm -hmm. of my time? Even if I, I, don't, I don't do billable hours or any of that, there's still only 24 hours in a day, right? So yes. I need to be able to know how, how I wanna allocate my time. And so what is my, my profit there? How am I going to manage that? How much of it is my time working time versus their project management time? And what is, you know, the, you know, those basic numbers, what's the actual revenue uh, and the, the kind of profit per hour, or however you want to, whatever unit you want to look at. Um, yeah. So all of those things are important. And then also looking at your work week, which goes back to some of the things you've talked about um, your own personal situation with your life, you know, your, your goals, et cetera. 
So how many, you know, what does your, your ideal work week look like? Um, I had a chat with a guy this earlier this week. He's, um, he's building his like third company right now. It's like, he's been quite successful. Um, we were chatting about this. He was like, Jillian, I only have meetings between 10 and four. He said, but except for you, I got a 7.30 a.m. because of time zones. <laughs> he said, I was in the first one in the year. But anyways, he's like, 10 and 4, 10 to 4. That's when I work, period. So it has to fit in that. So that's my schedule. The rest of the time, it's my time. So that's how he shows up. So whatever mm-hmm. your schedule is to look at how many hours maximum. And so I'm actually doing this right now as well, like the maximum hours per week. And then looking at all the things that I need to account for in my week right? So yeah. there are some things that are business development. There's some things that are administrative, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There's some things that are client work. There's like content uh, preparation. There's uh, some data pieces. There's some relationship follow-up. So there are several big buckets. And then I need to look at how do I allocate my time? Um, exactly. Because I, that's, it can't be, I can't spend, you know, 90% of my time creating really fancy social media posts and wonder why I'm, I'm, you, you have know, no business <laughs> and income. Yeah. So I have to figure out what are those numbers. And so tweaking those and um, I've not been as good as I wish I had been over the years at recording how long it actually takes me to do certain things. Um, I do ballparks on things and I've always done time blocks. Um, mm-hmm. But that's one of the things I'm working on now is to better hone in on how long it takes me to do specific things so I can be even tighter with my schedule because I need to be hyper efficient these days. Um, so anyhow, I feel like that's all, you know, part of how we can be proactive in working on our business. I, uh, thank you for sharing that because it's, um, it's so important. How do you allocate time? And I, I'm doing the same. I'm not working nonstop. I used to at the beginning and it's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. And then you right. realize the only commodity you can't, you have really have is time and you can't yes. do anything about it. You have just 24 hours in a day. How do you want to spend them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you start prioritizing and you see how can I, the moment you start working on your business, you, you can fine tune the processes and you can delegate and you can actually be more efficient. And you know what is funny? The, the more strict you are with your time, people appreciate it more because mm-hmm. it becomes much more valuable because yes. you start valuing yourself and your time. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. That, that's my advice to, to all our listeners. Don't be afraid to be strict and be clear. Like these are my available availabilities. I, I'm also very strict when people can have meetings with me, mm-hmm. not clients, but from outside. Mm-hmm. Because I do, I do want to have uh, time for uh, how you call them the other buckets. And mm-hmm. that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have what I'm doing actually I, I'm in a process like you how much time am I allocating for each yeah. task and what I do I don't know if you can see but I have here I'm starting my, my day with the to-do list so I'm writing what, what has to happen today important and urgent and how much time will that take me mm-hmm. and if it, um, if it of course some tasks, tasks will going to take five minutes more some less if I get, if I do it quicker, I'm just going to celebrate and take that time for me. I'm not going to put mm-hmm. another task. I'm going to have a mm-hmm. tea or I'm going to have a break or I'm just doing mm-hmm. something for me. 
um, and I'm trying not to go overboard <laughs> when it takes yeah. longer. So that's yeah. I'm still I'm still working on that. <laughs> but getting better. The trick is I'm getting better. Well, the more you drink, you get right? better. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like just it's like creating a new behavior at first, like a new habit. Um, exactly. And then once we get the habit down, then we can start making improvements to it, right? Um, but it reminds me of remember our conversation about. Um, hmm. I think we're talking about CRMs, but then also project management and how we do our to do oh, yes. and whatnot. Yes. It's the same. So it just came to mind because you're talking about you have your to do list. For me, I tend to do things more digital uh, these days, aside from my whiteboard, right? Um, but mm -hmm. aside from that, yeah. So <laughs> I've been using an app called Toggle, um, which is just a Chrome extension, um, but it integrates with my Google Calendar. So now, because I've always had blocks, like color-coded blocks on my calendar for different things I'm working on, um, if it's tasks or if it's meetings or, you know, what have you. But so now I've connected that with Toggle so I can keep track of. Um, so if it's like a content block, I have um, eight tasks within that to see what type of content it is that I'm working on to be able to better, like, understand how my time is being spent. Um, it's just a simple plugin. So that's what I'm using. Um but yeah, and then you can do kinds, all kinds of reporting and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I feel like it's the same me, thing we talked it's, to, it's like yeah. the content thing we talked about. Whatever yeah. is going to be sustainable, whatever you're going to do, like consistently, that's your ticket. So use that. For me, exactly. I, I do better with digital tools. Um, but it, for you, I think you, it I, kind of depends. If you have a team, you yeah. do need to do it digital. For me, my way of thinking, and I love writing and I love this, I do need to write it down. So even mm -hmm. if this will be translated in my calendar to, to block the, mm. the time slots, it all mm. starts with the pen and paper. And it's very mm -hmm. personal. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is just clearly my preference. Um, mm. But coming back to our topic, actually, what, yep. and related to what you said is very important. Uh, because we, we, we said, like, you need to do A, B, C, D in order to be consistent and create that habit. But what we forgot to say is you need to actually reserve time, block time in your agenda for it, time yep. that is non-negotiable. So even if something comes and you need to move it, you need to stick to it. You move it to one hour later or one day later or maybe one week later, but mm -hmm. don't make it like, oh, it's not important. I'm going to just keep on moving it and moving it and just push it. It it. You can push it, make a rule. I can push it one or maybe two times. That's it. Mm -hmm. The third time needs mm -hmm. to happen. Because yeah. if you keep on doing that, it will become um, like one of those th those tasks that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to provide, you're, you're not going to give the attention. And then you end up in the, like a hamster on the, yes. the wheel going round and round yeah. and not getting anywhere. So yeah. you do need to be strict. I think... Um, an element of, of consistency and, and, and uh, decisiveness <laughs> will be, it's very important in this. Yep. Be your yeah, own boss. Yeah, I yeah. think procrastination is not very productive. No. So getting it done. Yeah. And actually um, that brings me, maybe what will be good now to share a couple of tips um, that we applied or we know about, even if we didn't apply. And maybe this will be a nice way to round up the the episode we tend to have very long episode <laughs> um on how to actually do it like we, we talked about the why how um how we 
it influence your business, but how exactly can you be kept accountable and not push it indefinitely mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. down your your uh, uh, in your calendar? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm going to jump on that one because I think a couple things. So first, um, you mentioned the calendar thing, and so one thing that has been helpful for me is I actually have several different calendars available depending on who the person is and what the situation is, right? So I have... Um, uh, when like you say calendar... Meetings, calendar meetings. links, like a digital okay. calendar link. Yeah, so I so don't people use the can same book one a meeting for, for you. everybody. Yeah, and so some of them have a 15-minute a, a minute max, like that's what <laughs> can be booked. Others can book up to 90 minutes. Um, yeah. And so depending, or actually one of them is a two hours. Um, so it depends if, so depending on, so I have a couple of different ones. Some of them are available on my website. Some of them are only available if, you know, in certain situations, I'll share a link with them. So I use those I, I to help gate, gate yeah. my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just one thing I see. I know a lot of people use a, a single Calendly link or something for everybody. Um, but for me, I try to be a little bit more uh, structured in the time it's that's because- available. If you go for the free option, you can have just one type of meeting. However, if mm. you're paying for Calendly, then you have the option to have more. And what okay. I noticed, the more time you give, so if you have, you set a meeting of one hour, people are going to take one hour, even if you don't need. So what I learned, actually, if you make the, the meeting shorter, even if in your calendar, I always keep 50 minutes extra. Padding up. You are much more productive, actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it depends on the meetings, though. Depends on the meetings, yeah. but you you yeah. know, like the type of meeting and how much time do I need, or yeah, do I want to give yeah. them more or or not? Yeah. Sorry for jumping in. Just wanted no, to. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Um. So then the other thing that comes to mind, kind of to continue the thought, I think the direction you're going is in terms of accountability and such. Um. For me, it's the external support, right? Mm-hmm. So what other um, resources or kind of tools am I utilizing to help keep me um, engaged, help me focusing on building my my business? Um, um, yeah, learning new things, getting ideas, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we've mentioned in previous episodes, but I think it's relevant here. So masterminds can be a really great, I think you've also had experience um, participating in mastermind groups. Yeah. I actually created Correct. my own mastermind, but you can keep it. So mastermind, it's a great way, uh, but you can keep it even um, easier and more accessible. Like the first, when, when I launched Skin Ideas in 2017, um, I have a friend, I have several, but a specific friend that she was thinking about doing her own business. And we were keeping accountable. We had a quick 15 minutes, half an hour check-in uh, each Monday. Mm-hmm. Where are you? What do you need to do? Mm-hmm. And basically telling her what are my, my big tasks for the week. And the second week when we had the call and she was doing the same, was which one did you do? What happened? And then you, you, you kind of, once that you place it out there and somebody knows about it, you are more willing to do it. You're not going to procrastinate mm. it. You're like, mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to show up. I need to show up in that meeting and I need to tell mm-hmm. her I did or not. Mm-hmm. And that's a very simple thing that you can implement. And of course, it can be more complex. Uh, they are paid masterminds. Uh, how I did my mastermind actually was approach 
uh, two ladies that I admired and I was like, they are so smart and powerful and successful. They will never want to work with me. But guess what? They said yes. And we were meeting, we were meeting once a month sharing about, hey, mm-hmm. this is where I'm in my business. Um, what's your intake? All mm-hmm. of us in different industries, different, totally different. But just getting that different perspective or just talking out loud about a specific topic related mm-hmm. to your business was helping you do things, just, you know, put put the, the wheels in motion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think masterminds can be great for that. And I think uh, similarly um, to what you're describing, I think, so I think what's great about masterminds is if you can find, or it can be just a, an accountability partner or somebody to find some, at least somebody or a small group of people, mastermind or whatever, um, that are in a similar place as you, right? So yep. it's helpful um, to be able to, in, you know, talk about similar things. It's like for anybody that's a parent out there, it's like, yeah, it's like bitching and solidarity. It's like, yeah, we all know <laughs> we haven't slept. Ah, it's like my kid, now we're potty training or whatever. It's like knowing and feeling like you're not alone and getting some ideas and how they're handling situations. So it's, it's really good for like the solidarity, like the camaraderie piece. Yeah. Um, but another piece I think is, um, is great. And I know it's been wildly helpful to me. Like, a, you know, I've been very fortunate over the years to have had this kind of informal board of advisors of people mm-hmm. that are, I mean, you could call them mentors. So you could, you can use some words interchangeably here, but some people who um, are, you know, a bit, you know, a few decades ahead of me um, had a lot of business in, in life experience and frankly would say care about me enough to be honest with me. Uh, they, you know, want me to succeed, but they're going to also be very like very honest with me about things, um, share ideas yeah. and whatnot. And it's really helpful. Uh, and I also love to, uh, have conversations with people who have similar businesses um, or similar objectives that are uh, that are a bit ahead of me uh, in business so that I can learn from them. Um, yeah. I think it's, I, one. yeah, I really enjoy, you know, looking for opportunities like specific areas where I can grow. I love to see and learn from other people what they've done. And I also think it's, you know, maybe not as directly related to this conversation, but for me, it feels like it is um, to do the the opposite, which is to find people that are a few clicks behind us and to not mm. forget to reach back and to be accessible to those people as well. Because yeah. if we are- To become a mentor, basically. Yeah, to play that role. So it's like creating these, these chains, right? Because if yeah. we are hoping or expecting people that are ahead of us, to be willing to reach back and help us, then perhaps we ought to do the same. So it's uh, it's a good way for, I think also for us to be kind of regulated and not feel like, oh, we're so far behind. We're never going to have, you know, a seven figure business or we're never going to have whatever the thing is that you're chasing or want, or, you know, you your objective is. But then also like, hey, I remember when I was just starting out like yeah. this person and now I can help that person start to realize some of their, you know their goals and stuff so um i think those and are it's, both it's also really giving useful. back to the community in one way yeah yeah for sure yeah. for sure so yeah so i think masterminds communities um retreats having some sort yeah. of mentor or formal board of advisors all of these things can be 
you know, really Your mentoring applies helpful. as well. Yeah. yeah just don't forget to, to turn, uh, yeah, to turn towards your team and listen to them because yeah. um, they are working with you. So they will see things that maybe you don't see, or they, they will mm. be able to take you out of your uh, comfort mm. zone or where you mm. are. Um, I would add one more thing, actually, uh, to, to what you said, when you go and, and get, uh, it's, it's basically just getting a different perspective. But mm-hmm. when you get that, don't look only for the cheerleaders, because it's great to have cheerleaders and tell you you're doing so great, you can do it. And we need that. But I'm always looking for the critic as mm. well, because that that enables me to grow and to see what am I lacking? What do I need mm-hmm. to do better? What mm-hmm. do I need to say goodbye to? Um, and it, of course, don't get someone that is very negative and they will just say everything is bad and shit. You yeah. should just give up. Yeah, that's yeah, not quit. what I mean here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But somebody that is is willing to to um, I think you just mentioned it to be very honest with you, and yes. you not to take it to to actually take it as this is something I need to hear and I need to learn in order for mm-hmm. me to grow. Mm-hmm. so yeah you shouldn't take it that i need to stop my business and i'm doing really bad and what mm. what the heck is happening here no by mm-hmm. all means no it's being real with you and seeing mm-hmm. what's happening yeah yeah it's i think it's i think of it as the kiss and kick so like <laughs> yes you know so every, they'll hug every me and then they'll give me yeah. a whack yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. both <laughs> But you know what? Uh, we have a saying in Romanian: every every kick in the ass is a, is a step forward. There you go. See, you know, yeah, I you think go. the English Whatever option will be like when a door opens, a window uh, when a door closes, a, door closes, a window is a window open. opens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the Romanian version better. It's more uh... yeah concrete. <laughs> yeah, concrete. Exactly. Yeah, more active. Yes. I think um, one more thing I would like to add to to this tool that you can, or a method or tactics, however yeah. you want to call them, uh, to to keep you, to help you work on your business will be get a coach. Hmm. Because um, especially if you feel lost or if you feel uh, you are out of love, uh, you fell out of love with your business, I think um, a coach will be a great way to to guide you. Mm-hmm. To, to what do you want so especially when when we talk about your passion and if you feel lost as an entrepreneur or a founder then I would definitely advise a coach mm-hmm. and don't mm-hmm. forget consultants as well for uh, yeah. when, when you're a little bit lost because sometimes actually what you need is structure so get mm-hmm. someone that is specialized in that and put their like Julian here <laughs> the you're speaking my language is. talking structure <laughs> and process spreadsheets Woo! Yeah. So sometimes it can be something as simple as that, just to get the structure right and to to get things kicked on, uh, uh, restarted and uh, kick off. So it doesn't need to be very complicated. That's that's what I'm trying to say here. Sometimes a small tweak will make mm-hmm. such a big difference. Yeah, especially if the tweak is I'm not working on my business presently, I'm going to begin working on my business. That's a really yeah. important tweak, right? That's just exactly. Yeah, so that's a good starting point. But um, yeah, I feel like we we packed in a bunch on uh, this episode. So hopefully it was helpful and gives people a different idea or something that's actionable, that's relevant for their business. Um, 
I know I always appreciate our chats. It helps me. It keeps me accountable having our same here. Our regular, <laughs> our regular conversations. But um, anyhow, so I think we'll put a put a bow on eighteen. We'll put a bow on eighteen, and I'm. Uh, I think when when we are sharing these episodes, we should uh, uh, create a poll and see how many people are actually working on the business instead of in the business. Very mm. curious to see that. So I'm I'm curious about that, but me with my like anal retentive data guy kind of way of thinking i'm curious like if there's a percentage like how much of your time do you spend working on your business versus in like what percentage oh, how yes. much time do you allocate like i'm actually curious on that one um i think that's a, so, I don't a, know. a better one actually hmm. so, so okay. thank you all for listening and uh, see you next week all right ciao bye Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Creative Collaboration, Conversations with Veronica and Jillian. We sincerely hope you have gained at least one new idea or perspective that can be applied to your business. If you need a different perspective or want to meet fellow entrepreneurs, join online networking with a spin. All info can be found at spinideas.nl. If you own a business and are looking for tools, resources, and inspiration to achieve equitable and sustainable growth, visit thejilliangroup.com slash better. Until next time.